What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And my name is Jeremy. Thanks for being with us for another episode. Uh, Pam, today's episode is going to be a fun one because we're coming fresh off of our what if episode. And now we're going to be asking yet another question. What (laughs) happened? (laughs) (laughs) What happened? How nice and vague. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, to be a little bit more specific, it's more about what happened to dot, dot, dot. So we're going to be talking about a couple of projects or events that were maybe supposed to happen. Kelly may have alluded to it, and then nothing really ever came of it. Yeah. It's a little vague, but you'll understand once we get started. Exactly. And also, we're going to talk about um, some things that Kelly encountered in her career, and then we pretty much never heard about it again. Uh, You'll, again, understand as we make our way through today's episode. Uh, But Pam, before we get started in today's episode, some big news came down late last week, and that was the nominations for the 2022 Daytime Emmy Awards and the Kelly Clarkson Show. Holy moly, nine nominations in various categories as far as entertainment series. And she is very outstanding. Yes. Yes, she is outstanding. In fact, the show, the Kelly Clarkson show, once again, nominated for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show. And yet again, Kelly nominated for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show host. Uh, I want to give some shouts out to some other uh, kind of people on the KC show crew because a lot of them got nominations this year. There was Outstanding Directing Team. Uh, So shout out to Alex Duda and the crew for their nomination. Shout out to Jason Halbert because they got a nomination for Outstanding Music Direction and Composition. The lighting crew got nominated again. The tech team got nominated. Uh, The editors got nominated. The sound mixers. I mean, pretty much everybody who could get nominated on that show's crew got nominated. So congratulations to everybody at the Kelly Clarkson Show for their nominations Uh, Again, nine of them for this time around. I don't know if that's a record for the show, but either way, uh, lots of chances for them to clean up at this year's Daytime Emmy Awards. Yeah. And do we know when the awards are? Yeah, they're going to be on Sunday, June 24th. Uh, CBS is going to air the ceremony. You can watch that and uh, also on Paramount Plus. Oh, so that's that's coming up not too long from now. That's right. Uh, I'm sure many of you will find out when she does win, but we'll also let you know as well if and when she does win. She probably will because (laughs) she will. She's good like that. She's great. All right, Pam. So let's get into today's episode. This is all about the what happened to uh, of Kelly Clarkson's career. And we've picked out several different things, both people, events, groups, songs, all kinds of stuff that We would just like to know whatever happened to these things. Would you like to start us off today with your first question of what happened, Pam? Sure. So I don't even know where to begin. I guess the very first thing that I will discuss is um, something that I actually completely forgot about. I want to give a shout out to um, my friend Chelsea, who 
kind of helped me think of some things because there were a couple of obvious ones and some I was like, I, I just need more context. So she helped me a lot with this. So I want to give her a shout out. Um, the first one is something called Already Famous. Oh, yes. Now, I had completely forgot about this side project. So uh, for anyone who became a fan after 2011, let me explain Already Famous. So uh, Kelly's former backup singers, Jill and Kate and Kelly, they created this little side project, a little a little uh, super group <laughs> called Already Famous, which I be- I'm assuming is a play on of the movie Almost Famous um, or not. I don't know. They had said that they were going to be releasing some music. They went mm-hmm. in the studio. You can find their Twitter account at Already Famous 3. Yep. And you'll see they were in the studio recording stuff and just nothing ever happened. Nothing ever came out. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't say that I was necessarily super piqued with interest on this whole project. I did think it was interesting. I heard the rumblings about it. I thought, okay, well, Kelly and Jill and Kate are going to do a little something, something. You know, Pam, we really should try to effort to have Jill and Kate on the show. And maybe we could just straight up ask them, be like, all right, already famous. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm so curious. I, that would be a fantastic question because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. Yeah. Um. So that's just one little thing. I don't know if you have anything at, to add to it, but there are going to be quite a number of scenarios in our episode today about projects Kelly was supposed to be doing that just fizzled. Yeah. Never happened. And we never have said that, you know, we are the authority on Kelly knowledge or that we know absolutely everything. You know, Pam and I together, we are kind of cursed with a lot of knowledge, but we know that there are other Kelly fans out there who have a ton of this kind of knowledge. So if you know more to the story, uh, think of this as kind of like our Unsolved Mysteries episode. Unsolved yeah. <laughs> Mysteries. Wait, I love that. That should be our title. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries with yeah. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine us standing in a dark alley that's been recently <laughs> rain-soaked. We're both wearing trench coats. If you have any information about Already Famous, call our toll-free number. Wow. That's that's your radio voice coming up. Wow. Um, I mean, I, that, I, that's why I preface saying that Chelsea helped me with this episode, because my memory, I used to know a lot more. My memory is not what it used to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Please let us know if we forgot anything or got something wrong. Yeah. So when it comes Always. to Already Famous, we know that they, they made a social media presence. There was, quote unquote, proof that they were in the studio recording. They might have just been cutting demos or messing around or whatever. And then nothing ever happened of it. We never heard anything. So maybe somebody down the road talked to Jill and Kate and asked them about already famous. And maybe you got an answer. We would love to hear it. Tell us about it on our social media or call our exclusive hotline. One eight hundred. I'm trying to remember what the unsolved mysteries number was. I think it was one eight hundred eight seven six five three five three. I don't why know. Do you know that I don't know. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> But I watched that show and that show scared the hell out of me every time because I was just like, I could be on this show someday. I might go missing. So oh my God. I always wanted to make sure that if I ever went missing, I remember the Unsolved Mysteries 800 number. <laughs> and now all of you know it. If it yes. still exists, who knows? All right. Uh, I'm going to take the next one. I sure. want to bring up a name and see if you remember a specific name from the history of Kelly's career. Okay, Pam? I, 
I want to preface with something t- to anyone listening. Uh-huh. Jeremy and I were like, yeah, 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 we'll send each other our list. Jeremy did not send me his list of any of his ideas, but I'm he has sorry. all of mine. I'm it's sorry. It's okay. So, so I hope I know this. All right. Do you remember the name Kurt Nilsson? No. No. Well, Kurt Nilsson is the only person to ever defeat Kelly Clarkson in a singing competition. Oh, is this the we uh, the world idol guy? This is the world idol guy, the guy from oh. Norway who won World Idol, which was an American Idol spinoff show that they did. I believe it was two thousand three, early two. Well, it's actually between Christmas two thousand three and New Year's Day two thousand four. I think it was in that area of time. Anyway. He, among lots of people from other idol competitions from various countries all over the world, they all got them together and they put them, they pitted them against each other. And really, I think the whole idea was that it was all about Kelly Clarkson was supposed to just run away with this show. And this Kurt Nilsson guy from Norway ends up winning the show uh, with his rendition of U2's Beautiful Day. Kelly comes in second with her version of natural woman by Aretha Franklin. And then we never hear from this guy again. I was going to ask you, like, does he have like a presence anywhere? I mean, I, I I found like a Wikipedia page and it it says that he's still active as a singer. In fact, he got signed to RCA because of that. I I don't know if it was because of his win on his show, because there was a Norwegian idol. And uh, and from what I remember, he actually had a similar winning percentage on his show that Kelly did over Justin. So I guess the Norwegian Idol was also very competitive. Uh, but I I just feel like we we should have heard something from this guy. I mean, he put out you know the the single that he won with, and then we never hear anything of him because I figure if you win World Idol, you might have a good chance of becoming a big star in america yeah not so much uh turned out uh and i'm and i'm looking at my notes here he ended up putting out a few different albums and he was kind of a big star in norway but not so much anywhere else like he hasn't charted anywhere else other than norway i'm wondering if anyone listening to our podcast who is not from the u.s I wonder if anyone became a fan or heard of Kelly because of World Idol. That's something I want to plan out, like plan oh, in people's heads. Yeah. Because I never think of World Idol. Oh no. my gosh. No. Like, I still never. think Kelly got robbed. You know, even though Kelly didn't win the competition, I think she still won it in the long run. Yeah. And, and I think that the show didn't go the way I think that the producers thought. I really do think that they thought that Kelly was going to win this show and maybe they had it in their mind that they were going to try to make Kelly more than just an American superstar. They wanted to make her a world superstar. So they thought, okay, let's put her on this world idol show. We'll we'll put her up against all these people from all around the country that she's clearly better than, and she'll win this show and then she'll get even more popular. She'll make even more money. She'll sell more records all over the world. And then she comes in second, and then they never do World Idol again. <laughs> I was wondering, like, I hadn't heard, like, you only heard about it the one one time, and that was uh-huh. it. Did they have it before her, or was that the only 
No, I mean, this was the one and only version of World Idol that they ever had. So Kelly is the only runner-up of World Idol history. <laughs> Welcome back to Missing the Podcast, the official <laughs> runner-up podcast for the World Idol. Yes. 2003. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I never, I didn't even know his name. As soon as yeah. you said she lost, I'm like, oh, it must be World Idol. No. Yep. If anyone knows what he's up to, let us know. Yeah. He's, uh, he's still a singer. In fact, he, from what it looks like, he's been doing relatively well over in the Netherlands or Norway, rather, uh, you know, every one of his albums with the exception of his most recent have either gone number one or number two. I don't know how, I don't know how hard that is to do in Norway, but good on to him, I guess. I know someone from Norway, so I should, uh, I, I should ask him. Hit him up and be like, Hey, you big Kurt Nielsen fan or Nielsen or however you say his name. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> great great all right all right you got another uh what happened for us yeah so i don't rem- i think this was around 2010 um i for some reason i thought it was earlier in my in my research it was 2010 um some of you may remember a little festival called lilith fair oh yeah oh yeah lilith fair so lilith fair i think originated in, in the the 90s i believe and it's- yes I think it was a '90s thing, and it's. It uh, was. Why are you laughing at me? Because you just you make it sound like it's so long ago, like it was in the the '90s or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we're talking almost like 30 years ago. This is this is a, a festival that I could very well have gone to, and not needed my parents' permission because <laughs> I was an adult. <laughs> I can't say the same. Um. So yeah, it was a very female centric festival. I believe pretty much everyone on the lineup identified as a woman. Um, yep. And they pretty much brought it back for the first time since. I think the last one they had was in 99 and they brought it back again in 2010. I believe Sarah McLaughlin was like the person who was kind of like, for lack of a better term, running the ship. Um, yeah. she. I mean, she's the one who started it. Yeah. So the thing about it is they were doing multiple dates and like amphitheaters all over the U.S., and they had different lineups every night. Sarah McLaughlin was on every night, but they would rotate the lineup. So Kelly was on like a few of those those dates. And I knew a, a lot. I don't know about you. I don't know if you had tickets. I didn't because she was only coming like two or three hours close to me and I couldn't really travel. But did, did you have tickets for it? No, no, I never yeah. did. But I do know a lot of people who did have tickets to go see Kelly at one of the few shows she was going to play. And basically what had happened was like the tour started and because it was, it was, I guess you don't normally see like festival tours. Like I guess an example is like Warp Tour, but anyway, so the festival mm-hmm. started and it wasn't like selling very well and I guess it wasn't being promoted very well. And one by one, a couple artists start to drop out and we find out that some of the artists weren't sure if they were going to get paid. Yeah. Sounds very similar to the Nubo festival that you went to. Yeah. Um, so eventually Kelly dropped out and we never heard about it again. I believe that was the, that might've been the only time they brought it back. I don't know if they tried it again after. Yeah. 2010 was the, the one time they tried to bring back the Lilith fair tour. And I think there was just, it, it, it times had changed since the previous iteration. I mean, it, the first iteration was like 1997 um, and it had a really good like two or three year run. And then 
just the the world and the concert industry and everything had changed so much in 10 years when they tried to bring the show back that it just it didn't work unfortunately and i mean the the show idea is really really great i mean i i always wanted to go to this particular tour because i just thought it was an awesome idea to really put some incredible female artists front and center on a big national tour and unfortunately the the version that i would have been most likely to go to the one that kelly was going to jump on to uh obviously she never did and that's unfortunate because you know that sh- that tour really had a history of having really incredible shows and um it, you know it doesn't look like it's probably going to come back anytime soon i mean i've never heard um and, and in fact uh, i know that i think sarah mclaughlin even said like look it's dead it's done we're not uh we're not doing it anymore it's it was a a point in time and so i would love to see a concept like it come back to put out yeah. you know some really big female artists uh, especially considering the landscape of the female artists that are out there right now would be really cool to see all together uh but yeah unfortunately this is one of our questions of whatever happened to that we kind of know uh, the end story is that Lilith Fair is done. It has had its run. And I would be interested to hear, you know, how close Kelly actually came to going out on that tour because it did get a couple of dates in uh, before they kind of scrapped the whole rest of it. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things that if you were, a, if you were a fan in the U.S. during that time, and it's just, it's one of those big mysteries, like, okay, I guess we're getting a refund back. Like it just, it was very, uh, cryptic about why everything kind of ended and yeah it even though we sort of have an answer it'll always be a little bit of a mystery about like the behind the scenes of lilith fair mm-hmm. yeah so what's your next one my next one is kelly clarkson live also known as kc live this was on my list i definitely wanted to bring up i think i know the actual reasons why but you you explain it first so Back around the time of, I believe it was the piece by piece era. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, one day we as fans get an email that says, hey, surprise, we are going to be giving you a series of live recordings from Kelly out on tour. And I believe it was each Friday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we would get uh, a link to a new recording and we were getting uh, a, several at a time uh, covers. And it was from the various, you know, nights that she would be performing. It wasn't, you know, just recently off the road or just, you know, like within the last few nights or so. It was from, you know, sort of the, the back catalog of, of Kelly's shows. But we were getting all of these studio or not studio, but soundboard recordings of live covers on tour. And it was a really, really cool treat because they were absolutely free. All you had to do was go on to this Kelly Clarkson live website and there'd be, you know, three or four songs ready to download. And there were some really good ones. And we ended up getting, I mean, nearly 20 songs. I was going to say at least 15, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And they were also on, I believe a lot of them were on like Spotify and Apple Mm -hmm. and all the streaming services. And then a lot of them went away. Yeah. And I'm wondering if uh, they, they being 
guess RCA. Um, I'm wondering if they just didn't get all the rights that they thought they were they they were gonna get because the way it works like. When an artist covers a song on tour, they don't have to get permission because they're just playing it on at a at a concert. Like you don't have to get like rights for it. The only times you need to get rights from the um the writer, the original writers and the original whoever owns the publishing um and the masters, um you need to do that when you're like releasing a song. So even though Kelly didn't necessarily go in the studio and like cut a version of these songs, she still put them out on platforms in theory where she can make money off of them from streaming. Yeah. I'm wondering if RCA didn't didn't do everything that they were supposed to do. Didn't do the proper clearances? Yeah, because some of them are still up. For example, like Creep, you know, from our, our friend Deb. That's still up. It's one of the few that is, I think, from mm-hmm. just from memory. I'm not looking right now, but that one might have been fine. That one, you know, maybe they got all the permission they got from the Radiohead team or whatever so we don't actually know the answer but if i had to guess that's probably it yeah and i also think that this was almost like a cruel tease to a lot of the fans because the around the stronger and piece by piece eras this was at sort of the height when people really wanted some sort of a documented live something from Kelly, whether it was going to be a live DVD or a Blu-ray or even just a live album, you know, to commemorate a tour. People have been asking for this since the breakaway tour, but it really got to a fever pitch around the stronger and piece by piece tours. And maybe this was a way of satisfying it. And it was great. Don't get me wrong, because I love having clean soundboard recordings of live performances and especially with all these really great covers plus there were a couple of uh kelly originals in there as well but i think it really sort of was a a big head fake as to whether or not we were ever going to get a live album or some sort of a live recording of a show and i'm not counting that like vr thing that they did down in texas that no i'm not counting that for uh the meaning of life tour I'm talking about something tangible that you could listen to in your car, on a streaming service, on a CD, whatever. I really thought that this was sort of their way of saying this is coming very soon. And then just as quickly as it arrived, it disappeared and it never came back. And so we all just sort of ended up with a handful of songs from these live shows. And then there was no explanation as to why it went away and i feel like that was a little unfortunate that uh, that we never got it back yeah especially like people who were like listening to it maybe they didn't download it maybe they just listened to it like on spotify and then suddenly Mm -hmm. one day you wake up and oh it's not there anymore okay now what so it is a bit of a bummer um i'm assuming most of these are probably on youtube but at this point I can't even remember the specific yeah. songs that were included. I just I would have to go into like my like iTunes and look. But I'm sure most of these are out there. So it's very easy to find. I've got them pulled up in front of me and uh there were some really good ones. Uh you know, she did a couple uh, well, I mean, technically one of them is 
definitely a Dixie Chicks cover. The other is a song that the Dixie Chicks also covered, but it is uh, somebody else's song. Uh, I mean, they, she did Wide Open Spaces. Uh, she did You Don't Know Me, which I believe I might have put on my list of my favorite live performances um, when we did that episode. They did. Uh, they released the uh, the Beatles cover of "Oh Darling." Uh, there was also the uh, the Walk Away and Uptown Funk uh, mashup that they released. They released "Heartbeat Song," uh, and of course "Creep." There was the uh, the stellar version of uh, "Bang Bang" that she does with uh, yeah. with the background vocalists. So, a lot of really really good covers, and I'm. You know, maybe if you have the full collection, you know, this is about as good as it gets for getting a full quality Kelly Clarkson live album. It's just she's primarily singing other people's songs. I kind of hope they do it again. I mean, it would be really nice to just from the vault, you know, release some of those songs. It would be cool. Because I'm sure they have so much content saved. I'm sure they do, whether that's video or audio from multiple tours. I'm sure they have so much saved and so much that they can do. And it's really about if they think that there's a demand for it and how if there is, like, do they put in the effort to actually do something with it? So for anyone listening, we want it. Release the music. All right. What's your next one, Pam? So my next one is going to be a couple little projects in one category. It is abandoned duets, we'll say, mm-hmm. or possible duets. So. Um, I'd say from the years of like 2007 through like, we'll say 20, 20, maybe 2006 through 2013. It's a very broad range, but there were a couple of projects that Kelly was possibly going to be working on with other artists that never happened. And some of them I'm I'm a little, I, I may have forgotten what had happened. So either Jeremy, you fill me in or people listening, fill me in. Um, the first one we've definitely spoken about before, it is her song and duet with Reba for the song called A Lot Like You, which they have only performed once at CMT Crossroads in 2007. We discussed that a little bit more in one of our episodes earlier this year. It was a My Kelly Experience. I was there for Kelly History. We had Jackie on, who I think was the person who recorded the song. Yeah. And helped us get that performance out into the open because most of, most of us didn't know it existed because it never actually aired on TV, I don't think. No, it didn't. So I'm curious, you know, we know that it was scrapped so that they, they ended up going back into the studio and recording Because of You as their duet instead. But it's just, it's a bummer. We never got a studio version of A Lot Like You. Although someone tweeted us a few weeks ago claiming they had a studio version of this. Hmm. I've never heard the studio version. So I, if, if they do have it, it's extraordinarily rare. And I asked them, I tweeted this person. I'm not going to call them out on the, on the podcast, but if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I asked them like, Hey, can you email it to us? I'd love to hear it and never heard back, but I don't know if it's actually a studio recording or it's just like a very good sound, like the actual like soundboard mix. Mm-hmm. someone may think that a very very clean version is a studio it's not necessarily so i'm very curious i tend to doubt that it exists unless someone got a leak of it somehow um but yeah i would have loved to hear that and i just i wonder whatever happened to that file it's probably just saved on someone's hard drive somewhere the next one is a duet that she had done with chris daughtry so um 
I'd say around 2010-ish, 2011-ish, she uh, actually went and performed at one of Chris's shows. They performed Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, and it was really good. And then we were delighted to hear that they ended up recording a song together. I don't remember if we knew about it, and then it leaked, or we just got a leak. I feel like it's the latter, but Mm -hmm. they have a... what I can tell, mainly finished version of a song called One More Yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's on YouTube, I think. It's so good. It would have been such a great song for that time. Never saw the delight of day. Got scrapped. No idea what happened. Don't know if it was for st- meant to be for Stronger or his album. We never heard anything again. Yeah, I think that's really odd that, especially when it comes to a duet, that means you have two different chances for that song to materialize. And the fact that it never showed up on either an album for her or an album for him, even as a bonus track or a standalone song or anything, I, I think is really odd. So I don't know. Um, I don't know, you know, where this song ever ended up and maybe they scrapped it because something leaked out and they didn't get a good response from it or what, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that one is of all the duets that she has recorded. That's the one that I wonder about the most, because I know that it at least got recorded for certain. Yeah. And it's honestly like one of my favorite duets she's ever done. It's really good. It's super powerful, powerful pop rock song. So if you hadn't heard it, it's definitely out there on YouTube. It's called one more yesterday. Um, And also like you would have thought with like two people, two very successful people from the American Idol franchise that they would want to capitalize on that a bit more when Idol was still very prominent. Um, but, oh, well, we'll never know what actually what, – what was the reasoning behind that? So we have two more. I'm going to combine them because I don't really know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Rascal Flats. So I may have this wrong. I apologize for not being – as prepared as I should be. However, I feel like there was a rumor that Rascal Flats were was they were going to have Kelly be on their version of What Hurts the Most. Like before, I, I have no idea if that's even true. I feel like I've heard that rumor before, and I feel like we know that they performed at the um, ACM Awards in 2006, where they performed that song. It was amazing. And there was rumors that they were supposed to come out with a song together, but nothing ever happened. We had always heard the rumors that what hurts the most was supposed to be the duet. And I remember hearing that from multiple different places. Now that said, I could have just heard it from one place and then everybody else just repeated what that one place said. Yeah. But we also know that they were definitely supposed to be on an album together because Kelly herself now, again, Kelly says a lot of things in concert and in interviews and in meet and greets that don't end up panning out. And this was another one of those instances where she mentioned on stage that she was going to be on Rascal Flatts' next album, which ultimately ended up being the one that had what hurts the most on it. But obviously nothing ever came of it. So we don't know if it ended up being a scheduling conflict or labels couldn't see eye to eye or whatever it was. But for some reason, uh, that potential duet never actually happened. So my last point 
And I don't know if we ever actually got confirmation that this was supposed to be a collaboration or not. It might have just been a rumor or something that I made up entirely in my head. But I think we mentioned this during our Kelly Goes Country episode that back in, I think, 2013, Kelly was on this like country radio conference summit thing. Mm-hmm. And she performed this original song. Um, and it's called You Ain't Gonna Like This. And she had the Pistolanis as background singers. And I don't know if they were like singing this as if they were like gonna, they're trying to get like the country radio people on board with this collaboration, or if they just wanted to sing background vocals for her on this specific performance. But we never heard that song again. And I don't know if that was on the country album that never happened. Yeah, that would be a good place for it. And if you wanted to have a, a nice feature, on the album, Kelly Clarkson featuring the Pistolanis is about as good as you can get at that point in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's another mystery, too, is is whatever happened to that song, why it never saw the light of day, which, you know, now that it, you're you're saying it out loud to me, that makes me think that it could very well have been a part of that country project. And that's one of the reasons why. And I kind of feel like also speaking of the country project, you know, we we reference it multiple times here on the podcast. and it was going to be an easy addition to this particular episode, whatever happened to the country project. Um, But we sort of thought that that was probably a little bit of low hanging fruit because again, we've talked about it a lot. Um, I've had my say on it and that I don't think it's ever going to come out because I think it's been too long since she recorded it, that it just doesn't make sense to release it now. So whether or not that ever appears, who knows? I don't know. It's a big mystery. So that's my list of duets and collaborations that we just never really heard about again. So, Jeremy, what's next on your list? My next one is one that that kind of has a resolution, although the main resolution has not happened. And that is Kelly Clarkson's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I feel like I saw a tweet recently that was like, we're trying to make it happen. You did, yes. So it was more than a year ago we found out that Kelly was going to be honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And for those of you who don't know how sort of the process works, you have to be officially nominated by somebody in like your management camp. Uh, It has to be somebody from the industry. And it costs a lot of money to actually nominate somebody. Like you can't just have, you know, a bunch of fans of BTS go downtown LA and nominate them and suddenly they get a walk uh, a star on the walk. It doesn't work that way. It's actually a, a very arduous process to get a star. And I was actually wondering when, when the announcement came, I had been wondering why she didn't have one earlier because at this point she had, you know, eight plus albums and she wasn't being recognized. Meanwhile, people who had done far less were being recognized right and left and people who were, I mean, quite honestly, not nearly as famous as her. And so I don't know if this was a a failure on the part of previous management or what it was, but we did find out a little more than a year ago. And it was, it was roughly around the start of the pandemic that we found out that Kelly was going to be getting her star on the Hollywood walk of fame. And then we never heard anything else about it. Now, again, there was a global pandemic in the midst there. So they really weren't doing any of those star events, but now they're sort of starting to churn them back out again. They do kind of like one every couple weeks or so, 
And so they are actively doing them. And you're right, Pam, there was a tweet that went out from the actual official walk of fame, Twitter account back on the 11th of April, uh, when somebody was asking about Kelly's star and they said, quote, Kelly was selected more than a year ago and we are working on a date for her star dedication. So we do know that they're working on getting a date to happen and getting everything squared away. It's just a matter of when it's actually going to happen. And here's where I'm going to play the part of predictions. I know where you're going with this because I'm going to say the same thing, I think. So I actually think that I have two predictions. This is either going to happen at the end of this season of the Kelly Clarkson show, or it's going to happen shortly before the season premiere of the next season of the show. Because a lot of times walk of fame stars can, they can be scheduled around things that you're trying to promote And since we already know that Kelly is taking much of the summer off, she's not going to want to fly in from Wyoming to get a star and then fly back. So Montana, wherever, wherever wherever she is on Yellowstone, you know, (laughs) she's, she's somewhere off in the, in the woods. That's actually not what I was going to say. And I'm surprised. Okay. So what do you think? So I think you're kind of right. I think it could be right before the premiere of, of this, the new season of the talk show. Because I, I think they may tie it in with the 20th anniversary of, of her winning Idol. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought you were getting at. Okay. I think they may do it late August, sometime early September, to be like, oh, my God, 20 years. Here she is. Here she got her star, and she won Idol. And did wasn't the theater that she won Idol in, like, right on, like, right there? I've never, I've never yeah. been to L.A., but isn't it, like, right around there? It is, but I, I, I don't know if the, the real estate is full uh, in front yeah. of the theater. So I don't know if she might get hers in front of like one of those payday loan places. For all we oh, know. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of something I forgot about, to be honest, because I just. Like, yeah. I, the fact that you have to pay to be nominated, I'm like, eh, and it's like that. It's like tens of thousands Isn't it like of dollars. 20 like, grand or something. Yeah, it's not. Like that? Yeah, it's not cheap. Like I said, like BTS Army, unless they want to pool their money together, like it, you can't just walk down and nominate your favorite artist. Like there's and and plus there's also you know barriers of entry. Like they they want to make sure that you know the people that are getting them are actually deserving of getting them. And BTS, you know, down the road maybe they will, but Kelly definitely is deserving of this. I'm actually curious as to whether she's going to be. Um, enshrined i guess we can use the word as a recording artist or as a television personality because they do put a little like icon on your star as to you know sort of what entity or what uh as to what field of entertainment made you famous and now obviously she's a singer and that's what made her famous but she's also an emmy winning television personality could she go in as a television personality she she got famous by being on a tv show could they put a TV on there? Okay, is it symbols or is it words? It's like an actual, like an an icon, like a. I don't want to say an emoji, but can they have more than one? I don't know if they can. I I think it's just in one little circle. Like if you're a recording artist, it's like a record with a with a needle on it, and if you're a TV star, it's a television. Uh, if you're a movie star, I think it's like a old school, old time uh, movie camera. 
if she does not get in for the music, that is biz- that's no. She has yeah. to get in for music. That's what people know her for. Yeah. I mean, I would hope yes, so. she's great on TV, don't get me wrong, but like she's a, she's a singer who happens to host a television show. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, I'm very curious about this. Um, I kind of forgot about it, so I'm glad you planted that seed in my head and hopefully we'll hear more about it soon. Here's hoping. All right. I have one more on my list. Okay. Okay. So this is something I completely forgot about. Thank you, Chelsea, who I mentioned earlier, for <laughs> reminding me this even existed. I'm going to say three words. The cry inside. Oh. Okay. Yes. This is something I completely forgot about, and I probably don't have all the details correct, but basically, this was a... a song that was from i'm leaning towards like 2016 or so Mm -hmm. 2016 2017 and it was released as part of a movie called the secret scripture and the film had like a limited release and the song was never officially released like on itunes spotify apple none of them so None of us ever heard it for a while, and then it eventually leaked, so it's out there. But it's one of those things, like, why didn't you just put it out on, like, the DSPs, like, the digital service providers, like Spotify? It was just the biggest mystery. So for a while, we were just like, does this song really exist? It's kind of reminiscent, I'm getting a little off topic here, but it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of the 9 to 5 cover that Kelly apparently was working on, but I actually tweeted the 9 to 5 account and they're currently working to try to get the documentary onto like a Netflix or yeah. a Hulu. And I think once they get that right to once they get that 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 placement, then they're going to get the song onto the Spotify's of the world. So that's a little update on the nine to five thing. But going back to the the cry inside, yeah, it was just the biggest mystery for a while. We were like, what is this song? We hear about it, we 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 know it exists, mm-hmm. but we don't really know anyone who's seen the movie. So we don't know what the song sounds like. And then one day it leaked and it's out there. And I cannot tell you how it goes. I'm sure I heard it, but I have no memory of what it sounds like. And was that, uh, did you say that there was like one of those religious type movies that had like a very limited release? I didn't say that, but it might be. Okay. I wasn't sure. Cause I know like she has not been shy about, you know, being a part of, you know, some of those more religious um, projects. You know, she did the star, which you know, at first we were all like, oh, cool. She's in like a cartoon. But then we were all like, oh, this is a really like religious movie about the nativity and all and you know, all that. And so I, I don't think this I one wonder is. if, she, isn't it? I Cause I thought the, maybe I thought that the, I don't know why I thought the lyrics were very like religious, but maybe I'm getting it mixed up what, with another song. You know what you're thinking of? You're thinking of, um, the, the duet she did with, with Aloe Black for the shack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's love, what I'm thinking. Of. Love goes on. That was, yeah. that was, I think that's what you're thinking. Damn, of. that was a good song. I forgot that's all about that song. I need to write song. that down. We ooh, we should do, we have, I don't think we've ever even mentioned that on this podcast. This, that's the first time we've ever mentioned that song. Okay. Well, noted for the future. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on like random Kelly songs that you may or may <laughs> not know exist. I can actually think of a few. Um, yeah. So yeah, the cry inside, very random song. Um, completely forgot it existed and now you know it does if you didn't already so it was just the most bizarre thing that if it didn't get leaked we still would have never heard it yeah 
All right. So that covers our list of the things that we have always wondered, whatever happened to now you might have, yeah. So you might have some things that you've also wondered about. So we would love for you to tell us what are some things that you have always wondered, whatever happened to, uh, you can send those in to our social medias at missing the podcast. We are uh, on everywhere. Plus, if you have insight into anything that we talked about that maybe it goes a little further than what we discussed, we would love to hear your insights as well. Again, you can hit us up at Missing the Podcast on all the social medias. Yes. Uh, if you listen on Apple, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It would definitely help us um, in our algorithm. So when people search Kelly Clarkson's name, we pop up. That would be great. And uh, same thing on Spotify. You can leave us a rating there if you listen on the Spotify app. And uh, that's really about it for us today. And we'll, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com. 